Commutes for Monday, January 9th, 2023. Holy Commutes is the only daily morning podcast dedicated to all things Wolfball. I'm Paul Cook, my brother Tim, here for our second Monday episode of the January 2023 season. Last week, uh, we talked about the beginnings of the Drop 100 list, the uh, annual rankings of uh, the top 100 uh, past 100 seasons from the prior year um, in fast pitch competitive wiffle ball. Uh, we were hoping to talk about that again this week, um, but uh, there hasn't been much uh, action um, on the list this week, and that's uh, my fault. I've been a little busy and a little slow in getting that stuff out, but that, that'll continue. Um, hopefully, you know, hopefully even when you're listening to this on Monday, but it's not, you know, this week and continue for the rest of the rest of probably most of the rest of january as we uh knock out the top the rest of the top 100 i think the last 55 names or so um but because uh you know because we had the break in that we thought we would kind of shift gears instead of talking about players maybe talk about teams and sort of look at uh some of um you know where things stand the fast pitch with ball um side uh you know on the team side uh, rather than the player side as we headed to 2023 um you know, there's. I think there's a lot of interesting teams. Tim, probably, you know, when I say teams, I you know, I mean teams that are also going to play like, a, you know, um, a majority of the season together as you know, as one group. They're going to play in a, a league, or they're going to play in the two national tournaments as you know, as generally the same group. Probably more so than we've had in many you know many years. Yeah, it that definitely feels like there's more teams that yeah are doing the whole year round thing and um you know that's kind of not kind of that's you know where things need to go if you know we want to continue that upward trajectory you know to you know keep this game growing and advancing yeah that, that definitely um and it's you know we're following at a point like we can kind of you know speak of the drop 100 that's 
you know, originally in 2018, I kind of wanted to, you know, look at teams as a unit and, you know, rank them, but like, you know, it just wasn't possible because teams only existed within, you know, their league or their tournament that they played in every year. And there was no sort of, there was no teams that, you know, um, you know, went into multiple leagues and multiple tournaments as the same group. And we're starting to see that more now. And it's, it is pretty fun. And it makes, uh, it makes these kind of discussions a lot more fun um, to do rather than just, you know, because uh, you have those comparison points because guys are switching and playing. So we, we kind of broke down some teams. Again, it's just, you know, kind of going into 2023, sort of um, our thoughts on, you know, the top teams, some teams to watch and this other stuff. So we broke them out to a bunch of different groups. So like, let's just start at the top. Um, you know, and, and kind of how I looked at this first group is, you know, teams that are playing full year. And these are kind of your, you know, I think your top contenders, the teams that you would be looking at going into 2023 to really be some of the top teams. So, of course, I think, you know, number one on that list has to be the juggernauts. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. National champions, MAW champions. Um, yeah, until they're until they're knocked off they're they're at the top of the top of the list and in that number one position. Yeah, like I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure it's fully sunk in. I don't know if it's fully sunk in for me. And I, I, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but you know, maybe you know for other people as well. Just how good of a team this current juggernauts are this two year run. This you know, there's been teams that have won back to back championships before. There's been teams that won back to back to back championships, national championships before. Um, but I really don't think there's ever been a team that's won back to back. Um, national championships while also having the regular season, the back-to-back regular seasons as the juggernauts had. Um, yep. You know, I wrote an article last year after the national championship, after the 2021 national championship tournament, kind of put the juggernauts 2021 um, season in context with some of the other championship seasons, and that rated very favorably. When you add on 2022, where they were even better in every sort of facet, you put those together. Like, I don't think there's been a team like this, and you know, they until they're until they're knocked off until they're consistently knocked off. Yeah. They're the cream of the crop. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to repeat. It's, you know, not, not repeat, you know, I mean, yeah, of course it's hard to repeat a national championship. It's just hard to, you know, win tournament after tournament. And, you know, when you're taking, you know, more than half of those every season, you know, it's, you're in, you're in pretty special company. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I guess we don't know the juggernauts, you know, final sort of roster situation, but I think we kind of expect them to sort of stand still. Uh, kind of seems like they're going to return with the same six for MAW. So, you know, I'd expect the same five at, at, at uh, you know, for United Wiffle too. Um, you know, it'll be interesting yet to see if everyone's gotten for them and it's it's not going to be easy, but everyone's gotten for them last year too. So, yeah, and I mean, that's as when you're when you're at the top. You know, that's I think, you know, you know, that teams are gunning for you. And like, you know, I think inherently, you know, that's something that you want because you need, you know, you need to have, you know, you got a lot of different motivations to stay there. But, you you know, there, there's always something that you need to, you know, get you through, get you through a long, long season. Yep. So let's talk about another team that definitely was not definitely did not have people gunning for them uh last year but probably will this year after uh after the uh, year they had on the national stage last year and that's the skull crushers um they went seven and oh to win the nwla uh tournament just really you know the nwa tournament can be 
um, I, I don't want to say weird. That's the only word I can think of, but just in the sense that, you know, with, with the pool play format where, you know, pool play doesn't, you know, the doesn't make or break you. And then the double elimination format, you can have, you know, you can have teams that win that tournament that, you know, don't necessarily have the best record that, you know, kind of just made their way through it. And were the last one standing, that's not what the skull of crushers did. They just, they just, yeah. they just ran through it like a buzzsaw went seven and oh, then came into United Wiffle won their first two games there, you know, beat a, a game MLW team that really, you know, took them to the limit, won their second game. Then, you know, the most impressive thing, you know, knocked off the juggernauts and, you know, the juggernauts were very much trying to, you know, win that game. It was, you know, red was fresh pitching, um, knocked them off. Then they beat the Ridley park magic on Saturday night in the final 16 to advance to Sunday. So they, you know, they started their their 2022 going 11 and 0 in national uh, tournament games before the usual suspects beat them uh, early Sunday morning. Um, so they really put themselves on the map. You know, easily the bet. There's a you know a couple other teams like you know Ridley Park. You know, even the Juggernauts to an extent, since they made up a bulk of the MAW team at NWA tournament, but. The Skullcrossers probably had, the, you know, pretty clearly had the best combined, you know, tournaments between those two national tournaments, and they really put themselves on the map. Yeah, and like, you know, they're still, I think, you know, they played in 2021 in United Wiffle, so last year was their second year there. You know, they don't have a ton of experience in that style, so succeeding early is, uh, you know, is impressive, and as they continue to play more, you know, you you only get better so um it 2023 will be a, a very interesting year to watch the skull crushers yeah and i, I you know I, I think we've kind of expected to maybe pop up even a couple other places maybe see them out here for maw um so it'll be interesting to see i i think the thing with them that, that really sort of resonates with me um and i think why they can continue to have success in both styles is i think they've kind of more so than maybe some of the other midwest teams they've kind of found the good roster mix you know the, mm-hmm. the smaller roster mix they've got um you know a, a great all-around player will smith that everyone needs uh you know and and you know a great pitcher you know reed is you know definitely an ace and he's coming around hitting they got the good hitter dude this they have you know um dylan who um you know one co-manager of the year this year for his work there you know is you know maybe maybe statistic wise you know lags behind the rest but uh pops out there and then they probably you know they've kind of used a couple other guys in the fifth spot uh but they have some options there they kind of have that real almost a juggernauts like mix of talent where i think you know i think they're here to stay yeah and all of those guys play you know all spring and summer in circle city so you know it, they're they're getting plenty of fast pitch you know during the year too and again like I think if there's if anything's you know been proven or been shown over the last three years at United Wiffle, it's you know the teams that play all season are the ones who are coming out ahead, and that makes you know it makes it it, it should make perfect sense. You know, there's I, I think there's some people who would say, oh well, if you play all regular season, you could be tired down. You know, that's that's true as well. It's, it's, it's a balance, but you know, the more you play, you know, the more you, the more you learn and the more you get better. And like, that's, again, that's another, it's another thing that the skull crushers have going for them. 
No, hundred percent. And I, I think they get that. I think they're like you said. I think they're only going to get better because uh, I think they understand that th this is a process. Um, so, like last in this first group is um, uh, so you know, we expect a, a more of a full season with Ink team this year. Um, you know, competing in MAW and you know maybe elsewhere um, with you know core of um, basically their core four that you can expect. I, I expect to see probably back at United Whiffle next year of Didio. Styles, Kenny Rogers Jr., and Dan Whitener. Um, so that's a real interesting team. And then, you know, obviously there's that, that team kind of you know split off from you know Earl MAW last year. Um and Earl's MAW team this year kind of has a Phenom's core to it. Um obviously yeah. the Phenoms don't have to qualify for uh the uh world championship this year because they they finished second last year, so they finished in that top four. But um, you know, this team would would fit that core, assuming Connor's back on the phenoms and assuming uh, another team doesn't kick Connor off. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Connor, Jordan, and Vin, and then, you know, supplemented by um, um, Whiffman, uh, Johnny Whiffs, and uh, and Teddy uh, Drescher. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to those games this year. Like, both of those teams, I think, you know, will, will compete all year in MAW for the title for any tournament title and they'll be contenders at United Wiffle as well. Who who would you have on paper in a head to head matchup between those two going in? Oh, I don't I you know, I don't know. You got, you know, Whiffink, you know, Dan Whitener uh, you know, played in an MAW tournament, played at, you know, the world championship last year. So um, but other than that, you know, rested his arm. So like, you know, so he should be completely fresh. Um you know, Mike Styles has shown that he's as good as anyone. Um, you know, then you go over to Earl and, you know, you've got nothing but, you know, proven winners over there, Jordan, Connor. And, you know, you supplement that with the guys you, you know, mentioned. Um, you know, I hate it's a cop out answer, but, you know, 50 50, uh, you know, if, if if MAW was a pro wrestling organization, um, and we you know set the set the match set the games up ourselves, I think we'd you know do Earl with Ink in the first round at opening day, and you know have a, a have a great start to a, a tournament with you know two teams that are uh, anxious to get after each other. Yeah, I think that's a potential to be a, a fun rival rivalry next year. Uh, and yeah, like I said, two two good teams that should contend wherever they play all year long. Um, so then, yeah, I, I think you're kind of like a, a next tier down, um, you know, group of again teams that you know kind of you expect to play you know full years, but you know maybe not at that, that talent level. Um, uh, so like you know, the first one I want to talk about was like kind of like the Skull Crushers, another sort of breakout team from last year in TC35. Um, you know, I, I kind of. You know, I'm a I'm a sucker for good stories in wiffle ball, and I kind of feel like this is one. I mean, TC35 has played forever. Um, Chase Oliver and I'm sorry, his his other regular teammates names escaping me right now, but they they've played you know literally for a very very long time. You know, going back to 2005, 2004 when they were literally children. Um, you know, played some national championships, never did well. Um, the addition of Luke Richter to their roster over the past couple of years has been a big one. He sort of had his you know coming out party at the national Ch world championship last year, um, beating C4 in the final 16 to get to Sunday. Um, 
this team plays a lot. They play, you know, in all the Cedar Park tournaments. They play in the MLW Texas tournaments. Um, you know, they're another team I think we could see up this way, you know, sometime this season. Um, and I think they've, you know, it's they're a team that's going on 20 years as a team, and they're just now kind of breaking out, which I think is really cool because, like, most of the time in, in the history of Wolf football, it's been, you know, teams just have these short little runs of five, six years, and then they're done and you never hear from them again. I like that this team has literally built themselves up over 15 plus years to now be in this, you know, this national spotlight. Yeah, I think it also shows that, you know, just like the Skull Crusher show with, you know, the Midwest, you know, continuing to just, you know, get better and better at, uh, you know, they, they've always been playing in the Midwest, the, the, you know, keep getting better and better at the, you know, this style of the game, you know, there's, you know, there's no slouch, you know, down in Texas, you know, uh, here, you know, I, I remember, you know, going down and playing, you know, in the national championships in like, you know, 2003, 2004. And, you know, the Texas teams were, you know, they were fine. Um, but, you know, they were never contenders. And, you know, I, I think that kind of gave a perception to that area of, okay, well, there's, you know, there's you know, some good teams and some good players, but they're not top tier level. And I think TC35 is showing that that's no longer the case. And, um, and you know, we'll probably just continue to strengthen, you know, as, you know, as we continue on. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing about TC thirty five is they they still have their you know their longtime core, but you know they they brought in you know Luke Richter, who's I think in his mid twenties or something like that, and they got hey, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name, but it starts with an A. It's like I, I, I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Uh, who's even younger? Right? He's he's a teenager still, and he didn't play a ton last year, but he got that world championship experience, and I think he's going to going to kind of be part of their team coming forward. So they've kind of taken this route of you know sort of, you know, rebuilding their franchise and kind of, you know, supplementing, um, which kind of leads us into our next two teams um, that have both taken a similar but different approach to that. And I think, you know, are, are in this next tier, and that's the Stompers and the and 603 uh, Wiffle Ball Club. So, you know, you, you know the Stompers pretty in, intimately here. What's your take on them heading into 2023? Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to continue to get better. Um, you know, 2021 – you know, Bryce Clark went out and, you know, supplemented, you know, his team with, you know, two really, really good hitters in Nate Cruz and Sean Ryan. Um, you know, they didn't have Gino in 2021. So there was, you know, at times there was a little bit of a, you know, pitching shortage, but they made progress that year. And then last year, they not only continued that progress, but like they, you know, took like a, a full step and a half forward. Like, you know, I, you kind of think like every season, if you take a step forward, you know, you're in really good shape. Sometimes it's sometimes it's smaller, like more incremental steps. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about a couple teams uh, in a few minutes that, you know, kind of fit th that mold more. But, you know, I really think that they, you know, took that next step. And adding Colin Prentice is only going to make them better. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, is is ready to contend. I mean, they contended, you know, last year, um, but they're they're. I'm very excited to see what happens They're They're definitely ready. 
yeah, no, I, I think they're on the doorstep to your point about them contending last year as they finished seconds in two MAW tournaments, which, you know, is is not at all easy. And, you know, both of those championship games, you know, could have swung either way. Um, you know, they blitzed through pool play at um, the world championship and then, you know, um, lost to 603 in the final 16. So I think they're right there. And I think that Prentice addition, you know, they've had a few years of playing together. They've got the good chemistry now. Prentice makes real a ton of sense on that team. Um, you know, I I think the sky is the limit for them, you know, next year. Um, you know, 603 is a little bit different of a story in that um I mean, but not not really that much different in the story in terms of you know because a lot of those guys have you know played together for you know whether it's on the, whether it's on the fast pitch six hundred three team or the yard six hundred three team or other teams they have they, they have you know they have the chemistry they have the familiarity with each other. Um, that team was put together you know midway through the season last year and had a good uh, a good run at the um, you know world champ championship you know last year. So be it's just yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they yeah I would just say sort of like in I'm not saying like. I'm not saying like they're behind them and behind the stoppers in terms of, you know, being able to win next year. I'm just saying in, in, if you look at the life cycle of a team, I think mm-hmm. they're just a, a little behind that. And that may not make a difference at all. Sometimes it, you know, it doesn't, you can put together a team and they can compete right away. But um, yeah, I, I think they're right there too. And that, you know, next tier. Yeah. They've got a, you know, a really good young core, uh, you know, Jeff Lopes is, you know, really, you know, I mean, pretty quickly turned himself. He's a top player. Know, into a you know yeah a really really good pitcher Dan Haverty has you know you know is is still young because you know just because he's been you know playing forever like you know like a Ben Stance he's you know he people are you know forget he's got a ton of experience yet he's still you know he's still young and still improving um and yeah they'll that's that's an interesting team to follow I'll uh I'll be interested to see you know where and what they do in the regular season um you know to to really figure out uh where they stand going into 2023 uh world championships yeah i agree uh the next group we have daddy i'll kind of run through this quickly it's just you know kind of a a catch-all wait and see category where like there's you know there's just some question marks around these teams like where you can't put them into any of these buckets nice and easily it's like the canes you know obviously you know Talent wise, you know, the Canes are are a contender. I I just put them here because I don't I don't, you know, I I still think we have a full grip on, you know, how much of a full season they're gonna play. And if they do play a full season, what their team's necessarily gonna look like since they've got, you know, a guy in Texas and a guy in uh the St. Louis area, um, you know, to complement their East Coast core, you know, at least I don't know what they're gonna do there, but obviously a very, very talented team. Uh, the Dragons got, uh, having this group for a different reason, uh, just mainly because um, I think their roster is still a work in progress. They, you know, they made the final 16 last year, got one of the top five seeds and got a bye, just lost that Canes team, one nothing. Um, you know, Nick Lee pitched really, really well in that game. They just, you know, ran to Cooper Rockle, who was lights out um, Saturday evening. They're a team, if they make a move or two, that, you know, they're always making moves. They're always tweaking. I think they're, I think they're kind of, you know, one or two tweaks away from really being a, a solid contender all the time. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah. So like, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. So that was one of the, um, one of the teams that, you know, I was talking about uh, just a few minutes ago where incremental success, you know, especially if you're like following like tournament to tournament, you may be like, Oh, well, you know, are these guys, you know, 
really getting better because you know maybe the record or like the you know the end game isn't showing but like you look at everything else and you see oh well it's just it's just a matter of time and um you know their progression has been you know really just a nice steady build to the point where like you know they're they're ready to break through and again not to keep harping on this but you know when you keep playing so much you know you 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 learn and you get better and like it actually you know it actually pays off and so um that's you know that's that's a, a very interesting team that took nice steps last year and could take nice steps this year yeah, I mean, they're one of those cool, interesting stories I talked about earlier, you know, like do your incremental thing of just taking these incremental steps or a team that started out as a Palisades minor league team. And, you know, Vin was by far their best player. And, you know, they, they you know, they've lost Vin at least for the time being to, uh, you know, other options. And, you know, in the meantime, you know, both Bucci and Nick have taken, you know, huge strides as hitters. Yep. Nick has become a legitimate, you know, top pitcher. Just you know, and he's still—I still think he's got a little room for a ceiling there. I do too. Um, you know, so it's, it's a story you'll have to see. They've just last five, six years, just incremental improvement, and then, you know, they're kind of on the doorstep now. Um, you know, in this kind of wait and see thing is the Ridley Park teams. Not, not quite sure, you know, how their two, you know, plus teams. Um, tournament teams will shake out this year. Um, you know, so that, that, you know, that's a, that's just a huge question mark. I don't know if they're going to go for one loaded team again, they're going to try to move it around. You know, I don't even know what those, I, I, you know, presumably there'll be a long balls team. Like there always is. I would bet money on that, but we don't know exactly how that will look. And then the second team don't even know. It, it seems like it could be the blue balls again. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they've been active on social media recently <laughs> after calling teams out. Yeah. In, in, yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, it, i think like you said i think it really depends on how they structure those teams but like you know that's the thing that you know we've been saying about ridley park and that's been true for years and years they have so many players that they have the options to you know make you know not a, not just one competitive team but like you know two two really competitive teams and a third team that is you know always just right there and you know that nothing's nothing's changed about that as we head into 2023. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one way or another, those two teams will be competitive. It's just, you know, depends on how they put it together and how it all comes together. They they could very easily one or both of those could end up, you know, in that top group of contenders. And it's like a couple, you know, just a couple other teams is what I mentioned real quickly, like where it's um where yeah, like we just really just don't know how they're gonna perform, um, or how much you know they'll play is, you know, there's that on the rise team um you know from the midwest made their debut won the mlw tournaments last year they got a lot of good young players on their team um got didn't play particularly well at that mlw tournament to to be frank but um they got you know players from nwl and rochester and a couple other guys um from the midwest yeah so i should call them midwest teams it's not it's not really but um um we're hoping to maybe see them a little bit um, you know, this year down our way. I mean, that's an interesting team to follow. And then I think there's a bunch of teams. I'll just mention one team that kind of exemplifies this. I, I, I don't have on the list there, Tim. Um, but like where there are, there were a team that you probably just written out of your head, but have made some offseason improvements. And we don't know what that's going to do. But like, and I think there's a bunch of teams that fit this category, like the Maryland Horsemen or the the one yeah. that's like I had now. We were talking to, you know, Bishop last night. He's kind of got his roster for MAWs, you know, starting to, uh, 
you know, solidify. They had, they had one guy that played on their team last year, didn't pitch at all because he was working on his pitching, didn't want to pitch until he could. We saw him we saw him before the holidays pitching in the Maryland Chesapeake Indoor League. Um, Joey Lloyd, I think is his name. I hope I didn't mess that up. Um, th- throwing really hard, throwing strikes, looked really good. Um, um, their other pitcher uh, has, you know, continues to to improve um it sounds like they're gonna be adding a couple players a couple good young upside players from the indoor league to their team so like you always have teams like that we could you know we could talk about all these teams that are sort of already on the radar every year there's going to be some that aren't on the radar that are going to come on um you know and they're just there's one example of that that you know i, I um i you know we, we sometimes have a tendency to sort of just group a team based on first impressions and the Maryland horseman didn't win a game in maw Last year, I'd be surprised if that happens again this year. Um, I, they're going to be much improved. Um, I think there's several teams like that that will be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, you know, Bishop is, you know, having played competitive baseball for so long and, you know, specifically as an adult, you know, he he does not like losing. And again, this is a game where, you know, when you're just starting out, you're going to take your lumps. You got to figure out how to, you know, how to get better. And, you know, he's he's doing everything to put that together. You know, there's some teams that after a first season would have, you know, hell after a first couple of tournaments may have, you know, thrown the towel in. these guys are doing the exact opposite and, you know, internally getting better and, you know, not having to, you know, go out and, you know, get a big free agent, you know, to maybe artificially, you know, boost them um, because at the end of the day, if you can develop your own in-house players, you're going to go a lot farther and a lot faster. Yep. And, and, and frankly, they need to, right. Because no one, you know, not winning a game in an MAW tournament over a course of a season, isn't going to necessarily attract the free agents. Uh, so they, they have to, and they know that, like you said, Bishop's really competitive and I think he's going to have a much more competitive team next year. Yep. Uh, so just three, I just next way potential breakthroughs, just three I'll kind of throw out here, Tim, see if you've got any thoughts on any of these teams and kind of what I'm meaning here is like these, these are already good teams, but like I could see them, you know, being the next, you know, another Dragons or Stompers or 603 or whatever that, you know, um, sort of next year, both during the season and into the, and into October could break, could, you know, really take that next step up. That's uh punishment, the world waves and MLW all-stars. Yeah, so I mean, just real quick on each one. So MLW All Stars, you know, they continue to get better at this style. They're also, you know, they're also able to play in their own tournaments, which you know, while they don't have all the rules, it's still fast pitch. It's still, um, you know, it's no running. You know, you 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 can get a lot out of that. And I think you know, from what we know now. Uh, you know, this core is going to, you know, possibly branch into some MAW tournaments and that's only going to help them get better. I think punishments, the next team to, you know, really give TC 35, you know, a, a run punishments gotten better and better every year at the world championships. And they, you know, continue to play a lot down in Texas. They're right there. And the waves are a very underrated team that just doesn't play a ton but when they play you can see you can see all those signs of you know oh there look at that potential and you know last year they turned you know 
Jake Davey, who was, you know, who's always been a really good hitter. They, you know, he's, he's also become a pitcher and, you know, again, not easy to do. And so they're, you know, they're, they're right there. And I'll, I'll be interested to see how their season goes as well. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. There's just a couple quick things to add on. It's like, you know, you know start with the waves. Um, you know, the, the thing for me is I'm, I'm a I'm a believer in Cole Laddie. I think if they, you know, if he's on their team this year and he's able to make it to an MAW tournament or 2-2 to get a little bit more fast pitch experience, I think he's going to take another step forward. He's definitely got the arm. He just struggled a little bit at the World Championships last year. Pitching-wise, he hit pretty well. Um, you know, just the way they – they're – they're kind of like Ridley in the fact that, you know, they, they have their league and they have their local stuff, um, you know, so they have a bigger pool to, um, to find players from. So if they could, you know, supplement that Jake, Nate Morris, Steve Keelan, you know, Cole Landicorp, maybe just one other player that um, can really take to this style. I think they can take the next step and they've already, I don't think people realize how good they've been the last three years. They finished two and two and made, you know, the final 24 made the elimination round at each of the first, um three US tournaments like they're already good they just need that step over and then MLW kind of fits into that same thing where they have that you know they have that big pool and it's only getting bigger and I don't think people it, it, we're getting pretty close to a point in the next year or two where they could you know whether they want what they do or not but they could enter three or four different teams into you know the world championship and all of those teams would be at least semi-competitive if not you know if not a, a couple being contenders um, you know, but so they got that pool that they can kind of, you know, supplement and, and, and help themselves. And I, I think that's always helpful. Um, so obviously there's, you know, dozens and dozens of more teams we can go through, they'll, they'll go through dozens of, you know, categories we could probably add on to this. But the last one I had here was just a couple comeback teams I had on my mind, um, you know, teams that, uh, and both of these teams are come back for different reasons. So the first ones can't touch this, um, you know, they made their world championship debut in 2021 amid a lot of fanfare. Um, you know, almost beat the usual suspects, you know, played really well. Uh, injuries, you know, ended their season last year. And, um, sp- specifically, you know, Tommy John surgery for their top pitcher. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if we'll see him, but, you know, I, I still think his probably timetable is probably mid year. So I don't know if we'll see him or not. But if they're back, you know, I kind of expect them to kind of get back into the mix, both in Texas and nationally. And then the other one I want to mention was WICM. And the reason I'm mentioning them, they played in the world championship last year, already kind of had a bounce, you know, they had a tough, they got eliminated on a, a tough walk off home run um, on Saturday night in 2021. This year they made it to Saturday night again, final made it to the elimination round, uh, went two and two. So they were kind of had a bounce back there, but they, they weren't at the NWLA tournament. And yeah, I think WSM may be done as a going concern. So I don't know if they'll be at the NWA tournament this year, but you know, I know, um, I know, you know, Northeast Ohio League that's, you know, starting. Maybe some of the guys can go there. I, th- I think if they kind of get back to the end of a tournament or kind of, you know, get into another tournament or two and then and then play in the World Championships, they're a team that can, you know, they'll, uh, bounce back next year, you know, on the national stage. Yeah, no no doubt. And again, like you said, there's a lot of a lot of areas out there. And WSEM, yeah, they're, 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 they're just – they're a good team that, like – I don't know that they're slept on, but they're – they're kind of like under the radar. They're a little bit more quiet, even though they're, you know, uh, even though that <laughs> yeah, team with Phillips is quiet. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, well, even though that's, you know, not there on the field or their social media um, way of going about things, you know, you just don't, you don't hear about them enough and they play enough that 
and win enough that you know you probably should yep no i, I agree there uh you know a lot, the, the core it's you know they've gotten younger and changed their team but you know still some of the core players on that team and you know certainly kyle tomlinson you know yeah we're part of the you know the three-time nwa tournament champions when wcm won won that tournament three times so they are they are a group that you feel like and even even if you just think just even think about uw they finished you know top 16 the first year and lost one nothing to the eventual champions usual suspects in the final 16 and it doesn't even feel like from that you know, and maybe some of that's on us, but that they that they get enough talk and enough credit. And last year, you know, same deal. They were just, you know, they were they they kind of got a tough beat having to play the meets again in the final twenty four after beating them earlier. Um, but you know, they were they were sort of a matchup away, I think, from making the final sixteen. So yeah, I totally agree. And uh, you know, I want to just make sure this one last team is is mentioned um, because you know we'll, we'll we will catch heat if we don't mention <laughs> the. Uh, you know, the, the acts are, you know, as, as long as bull Jared bull, Dan Potter and Adam Milstead, as long as that cores around, they are a really good offensive team. You know, you add, you know, skip is now a regular, you know, or at least I believe he's still going to be a regular member this year. So that team is also, you know, like don't, don't bet against, you know, a guy, you know, I talk about, you know, quiet and underrated, like, you know, bull, um, you know, that team caught, gives everyone a headache and, you know, they proved, you know, last year that, uh, you know, they're just as consistent as ever. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent with that. They'll, they'll be a contender and, and tough out in MAW all season long, just like they were last year when they were, you know, they were a top five team in MAW. Um, I probably should have put him in the question mark group because the big question mark for me there is, you know, we know they're going to be a force all year in MAW, assuming they're bringing back that form. We think they are. Um, the question mark is what they're going to do for United, you know, Wiffle, like, you know, I, I, and I understand the reason, you know, I, the reasons they don't, I think, you know, Bills, likes to have a way too beautiful team in there in the world championship. I completely understand that, but, you know, as a, as a fan, um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Yaks team, you know, in the world championship this year. I mean, a, you know, team of Potter, Skip, Millsy, Bull, you know, and you have, I, I guess you have that fifth spot. You can kind of think about whether it's, you know, whether it's, you know, a veteran like Shire or who am I, am I missing someone though? Skip, Mills, yeah. Wow. No, I think, so like, you know, they, they would still have like a little bit of room there to, you know, to wiggle around and kind of find a fifth. I think that, you know, team could you know could make a run and um really end up having a great full season if they did play there yep all right so yeah like i said we could, we could probably just keep going and going there's, there's as we've gone through this there's teams that just popped into my mind that you know i would have liked to mention one way or another but we've already gone over our uh, a lot of time here so um maybe we'll pick this up um you know in april right before the season starts um you know, if not later this January, we can talk more about teams. But, you know, I, I think the big takeaway is there's, again, there's so many more we could go through. Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, cool teams that are playing a lot more and playing in different areas. I think that's going to be a really, I think that's going to be one of the store, one of the, the threads to watch in 2023 is a lot more sort of that. Not just, you know, the player integration has been going on. Now I think it's going to be kind of the team thing. Um, and I think that's going to be really fun to, to track and to follow. Yep, totally agree. So we'll be back uh, next week with our third and final show of the uh, it's abbreviated three-week January season. So we'll be back for our third show of January. Topic to be determined. 
Uh, Tim Dean is in tomorrow with his second show of the January 2023 season. Um, so yeah, we'll see everyone again on the 16th of January.